the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What does it mean to have the mind of Christ? It means we look at life from our Savior's point of view, having his values and desires in mind, not automatically slipping into the world's thinking. It's a shared perspective of humility, compassion, and dependence. I was uh, listening to, uh, to Life FM and The Digger, as I usually do, unless someone else has been there and changed the channel, <laughs> when suddenly I was captivated. I was just really drawn to this, the words of, of a young, some young men being interviewed by the announcer, and, and they were explaining the motivation uh, for a song that they had just written. And the song was called State of Mind. And they were saying, we wanted to write a song that explained that worship is simply the overflow of our state of mind. They went on to say that we, we don't need a special reason to worship God. It just should come from our spirit and not be based on how we're feeling, who we're with, and where we are at the time. And they also said we should arrive at church worship ready. I thought that was cool. Because it's a state of mind. They wanted to, to bring their, their friends, their generation into this place where they had a state of mind to be worshipping all the time. I was hooked in and I was just uh, marvelling at the immaturity and the wisdom of, of such young guys. Now this style of music, that they wrote may not be for everyone, but the heart of it equals many classic hymns, I believe, for timeless sound theology, if that makes any sense. In other words, each verse is a step in the Christian walk. It's good theology. So we're going to listen to it in a moment. So we'll get that ready. And let's try and hear the heart of it. Because it will be our theme song. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. It'll be the theme song for the month. It's all for your glory. Wow, isn't that a great line? Isn't that a great message for this, this generation of young people who, who, despite what we may think at times, don't have it easy? And this song was initially rejected by the, by the leadership um, for the latest uh, Equipper album. Equipper Revolution, Equipper's Revolution Church in South Auckland. But the writers, Josh, Keenan and David, went away and they worked and worked on it until it flowed way better. And they said, when we honoured leadership, those who had gone before and worked hard on it, we felt we had honoured God. And I believe it does, doesn't it? And we wanted, um, they said, we wanted young people to know it's the norm to praise God. My hope is that this series that we're doing, this State of Mind series for this next few weeks, uh, will also help many 
um, here through difficult times. When tough times persist, it's tempting to ask, where is God? But if our state of mind is that it's normal to have trials, and if it's normal, and it's normal to keep believing for a miracle, God's put that in our heart, that hope, then praise too can become a state of mind. And this echoes what Paul says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and a verse we, two verses we know really well. We're just going to remind ourselves of them. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And to, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. These two very much loved verses explain the link between what we believe to be true and the outworking of it in a broken world. You know, something significant happens in the spiritual realm when we surrender our bodies wholeheartedly to God. Paul calls this a holy sacrifice acceptable to God. We can tend to downplay, you know, our body's role in worship, but they are the temple of the Holy Spirit once we're born again. Where our bodies go, our spirit and our mind has to go. <laughs> so it's quite important to be positioned for worship and to look after our body best we can. But ultimately, it's actually our mind that controls our body and controls the body. Our mind is an incredible gift as it, uh, it decides what our likes and our dislikes are. It plans. It does the planning for activities and our lifestyle, really. And that's why in verse 2, Paul says, "...to not be conformed to this world." Peterson says in the message, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. It's our thinking that determines who we become. Proverbs 23, 7 says in the King James Version, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if our thinketh, is stinketh, then, then everything else soon becomes pretty stink. <laughs> if you've got stinking thinking, as uh, Joyce Myers calls it, you've got to get rid of it. <laughs> For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. There's a saying, sow a thought, reap an attitude. Sow an attitude, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a lifestyle, sow a lifestyle, reach, reap a destiny. And it all starts with that thought. And that saying actually works for good and evil. So it all starts with good thoughts. What's going on in your mind? 
Paul goes on to say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Without being renewed, we're stuck with the natural mind. You don't want to be that guy. That has a propensity for selfishness and self-sufficiency. But to lay down our will goes completely against the natural mind. But the renewed mind has no problem with it. The renewed mind has no problem with being surrendering, being in submission, being able to bend our will. Paul uses the continuous tense here, the renewing of our mind. It's the continuous tense because it's an ongoing process. Unlike being born again and redeemed, and some of you may have even felt that this morning, that you want to commit your heart to the Lord for the very first time while we had communion, perhaps in the worship. You know, if you want to see your life turned around and redeemed and being born again, come and ask for prayer afterwards. It's the best thing we can ever do, the first step in our journey. But unlike those those two things, which, which really happened just once, we take which take place at the moment that our heart's renewed, our mind is renewed and renewed and renewed over time. Paul calls it the renewing of your mind. We're renewed in our mind as we focus on what is good. Romans 12.2 encourages us to prove or confirm what the will of God is. By testing whether it is good, acceptable, and perfect. And in brackets, that word really means complete. Perfect. Complete. The word prove here, used here, the word that Paul uses here for prove, uh, is actually, it means to approve. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us how to approve what the will of God is. He's the expert in what God desires for us. The Holy Spirit's our comforter, our guide and teacher. He lives inside us. It's like an expert art curator that has studied the original so well in detail that when he or she sees a cheap copy, they can tell immediately. And when the expert stamps their approval on an original work, it has great value. It makes all the difference to what it's worth. But without that stamp, it's only got the street value of a copy. So the renewed mind filled with the Holy Spirit, the, who is the uh, resident expert on what God's will is for us, when he can prove or approve what God's will is for us and quickly recognize what's good and acceptable and perfect, that's when we are in a better place, in a moving forward place. We will get it wrong, of course. There'll be times we just stuff up and know it. There'll be other times we stuff up and don't know it. But in the process of hearing from the Spirit, our minds will be transformed and we will discern God's will for us or with the help of the Holy Spirit, our expert 
who approves it, we will know God's will for us. So I've called this message, and we're nearly at the end, <laughs> we've called this message Food for Thought, slash S, Food for Thoughts, <laughs> sometimes, because our minds will be renewed at the rate of being fed the right stuff. So if you want your mind to be transformed, you've got to feed it the right things. Renewal is the goal. God's desire for us all is the renewal of our minds. It's really the battleground is in the mind. You know, no wonder Jesus was crucified on a place called Golgotha, which means the skull. That's where the battleground really is. So renewal's the goal. Feeding our minds what is good is the process. The process of having your mind re renewed is feeding your mind the right, right stuff. So what are you feeding your mind on? Transformation from worldly thinking hangs in the balance. This is pretty, pretty serious stuff. Determines your destiny. We talk about a balanced diet, you know, for our body, but some Christians are far from it spiritually because they are not nourishing their souls or investing in the things of the Spirit. When it comes to your mind, which is part of the soul, our emotions, our will, you know, it's all part of the soul. If we don't invest in that, put good stuff in, how can we expect to be moving forward? You know, being renewed in this continuous tense. So here's a few ideas of how we can feed and nourish our soul and our mind. Number one, learn to feed yourself. Galatians 6, 5 and 6. We're just going to quickly turn I can turn over to it. And just listen, for each one of you will bear his own load. The one who has taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. It's a two-way street. It should not be just a one-way traffic coming into our ears once a week. We've got to learn to carry our own load, you know, learn for ourselves. Each one of us is responsible for what we take on board in terms of quality and quantity. Of course, we, we try and monitor our kids until they're adult enough to decide, but I am pretty alarmed by the content and the quality of what kids are learning on their screens and the, the hours and the what's going in their brain. You know, there is an on-off switch on your TV and your computer. Use it wisely. <laughs> Philippians 4, 8, which we, most of us will probably know. But whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, think on these things. Think on these things. If you're relying on a one sermon a week to develop the mind of Christ in you, you are going to be a malnourished Christian. <laughs> Guess who's vacuuming? <laughs> um, yeah. But 
if we just have that once a week, written word, spoken word, and then away we go for another week without hearing from God, without hearing his written and his spoken word. His written word is his, his Holy Spirit, his voice, and the written word we have in many versions. Faith rises up. Faith rises up when we read the word of God. David knew how to feed himself when it really mattered. 1 Samuel 30 verse 7, a verse I've underlined in my Bible. He was at the lowest of the lowest time in his life. He'd got back from fighting, worn out. His men were tired. Everyone was irritable, scratchy, hungry, parched. They came back and their wives, their children, their animals, everything had been taken in a raid at Ziglag. And David just fell down in his state of whatever and cried out and the men wanted to stone him. You're a useless leader, blah, blah, blah. They've come and got our kids and our wives. Nothing makes a man more worked up than that. And... Uh, David strengthened himself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 30 verse 7, write it down. He strengthened himself in the Lord. Now, did he just talk to himself? Did he tell himself stories of when God had come through in the past? Did he start praising and worshipping? We don't know. But he strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't get all toxic about it number two set your mind on things above colossians 3 verse 2 not on things of earth is the other part of that verse remember we are aliens in a strange land here we are to be in the world but not of it let's not get too comfortable those who truly have the mind of christ will hold everything in this world lightly we are simply the stewards of any possessions God's blessed us with for this short life. We are to use those gifts and resources to build his kingdom and to make him known before that window closes for us, us and others. Number three, therefore prepare your minds for action. I love that word. Jenny's not always so keen on it. <laughs> 1 Peter 1.13 Take steps to gain knowledge. Filter what you read on the internet. Read helpful books from authors that display the fruit of the Spirit. Discern truth based on whether it helps you serve others, reach the lost, and help the poor slash downtrodden. Basically, get off Facebook and have FaceTime with the Lord. <laughs> there I said it. <laughs> knowledge. Knowledge is a good thing, providing it originates with a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1.7. The beginning of wisdom. Sorry, the beginning of the fear of the Lord, that's right, I didn't write it down. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In another place it says the beginning of wisdom. But wisdom and knowledge aren't the same. 
Knowledge is great as long as it's coupled up with wisdom. (laughs) Finally, be true to your calling. One of Aaron's sayings, don't let the fire go out while you're picking up sticks. So Ecclesiastes says if the axe is dull, it's going to take you a lot more effort. Everyone who works with chainsaws knows that. (laughs) You've got to spend one minute sharpening to get two minutes of sheer joy. If you know what you're doing. (laughs) If the axe is dull, sharpen it. But don't be found over-sharpening when there's chopping to do. Don't let the fire go out while you're away picking up sticks. You know, we can be always preparing, 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 preparing. But this verse in 1 Peter says, gird your minds for action. When it's time to go, go. Just do it, was the Nike slogan. Yes, there's preparation. Let's not underestimate preparation. But sometimes we just don't do it, do we? Once we've got it all sorted, just do it. The final PS to this message is remember, it's all for his glory. It's all for his glory. Let's remember who we're doing it for and whose we are. Not just who we are, but whose we are. Amen. Father, thank you for the fact that the mind you've given us is a gift. We are to guard it. We are to look after it, train it, feed it. That's all the things you've asked us to do. But Lord, we know you've given your spirit to walk alongside, to train and to teach, to comfort and to guide. And God, we just pray the expert Holy Spirit would approve what your will is for us as we go from here today. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.